This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Defensively, coming off last night where the Mets played better defense, maybe they're turning things, and once again, I, I get who it is, but the bottom line here is they're playing better baseball, Gordon, and amazingly, they got another starter that went past six innings. And you got Scherzer on the mound tomorrow, so mm-hmm. uh, against uh, your, your former Taiwan Walker. Yeah. So that should be that's a, that's a favorable matchup for the Mets. Yes, it is. This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. And Larry, it better be a favorable matchup for the Mets because DiPietro and Rothenberg are going to be out there tomorrow. That's right. Can you can you imagine the the oh, complaining between uh, that group? If, if, if Scherzer goes out there and, and spoils things in, like, the first inning? You imagine, you imagine if he gets ejected tomorrow in the first inning? Oh, you'll hear the complaint the all the way you? from City Field. <laughs> that train ride home will be a, a delight. It will, <laughs> it will be interesting, that's for sure. <laughs> I listen, they better not mess anything up. Mets are rolling. Yeah. I need a win from them tomorrow. Right. You need a sweep. Absolutely. Sweep. Against this Phillies team that looks dead? That's right. I need, I need a sweep. They got they got to step it up, you know. I have faith. I have faith that they will do what they need to do. Rick and Dave will will bring home a win and a sweep for the Mets. You know, guaranteed. They better. Guaranteed. are on the mound. That's it. They'll get it done. Taiwan Walker. He's a stiff. Come on. He has this very strange gear. That's not true. No, that's not true. It's because his body can eat itself. No, you get. The things you hear on that show in the morning, you got to yeah, get. Up. You, you it, have it, to listen. You never know what they're going to say. Mm-hmm. They're so entertaining in the morning. There you go. You see, just stuff like that. DPH and Rothenberg tomorrow morning, and uh, you know they're, they're on the road. So make sure we'll we'll remind you where they are tomorrow, uh, where you can join them early in the morning and ride to City Field and bring home a win. I've read it so many times. I can tell you they're going to be at Publicans, which is right yes. across from the Manhasset train station. Right. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Then they're right. going to take the train to. They're actually going to be in lot E tomorrow. It was originally oh. F, but now uh-huh. it's E. Okay. And then they'll take in the game. Nice. And then depending on how the game goes, you know, maybe people branch off early. I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not sure yeah. what the 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 actual uh, rules are for for such an event. But yes, I'm sure the Mets will be rolling tomorrow. Everybody will oh, be having a great time. That's right. That's right. Especially with some extra fans there. DBH and Rothenberg in the building. It's going to be good. Gonna mm-hmm. be good. Set back to the phones. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Hey, hey, Gordon. Uh, can you imagine Nick Nurse right now? Hey, um, what, what, wait a second. Monty Williams got how much? Is this contract like when you get a car, you have three days to decide? Mm-hmm. <laughs> can I go back and can we rearrange the amount of money that we're getting for this deal right now? Wow, it's a lot of money, Gordon Damer. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of money. Woo, a lot of money. A lot of money. Jose's in Brooklyn. What's up, Jose? Hey, good evening, Larry and Gordon. How's it going? How we doing? I'm doing good. Just, you know, wanted to talk some NBA finals. I think that this is um, gearing up to be a decent finals. I'm not expecting it to be uh, a classic because I think Denver is, you know, roster size, a better team. But I do give um, Spo and Jimmy Butler that respect to at least, you know, make it a competitive series. Um, I just think that 
the pieces around Denver are just a, a lot better than Miami's pieces and um, from what I've seen all year. But, you know, who, who knows? If Caleb Martin still still plays like an MVP and you still get these, you know, Kyle Lowry, you know, renditions and all of that, then they might pull it off. But um also wanted to, you know, drop in um the fact that, you know, um mentioning Monty Williams getting hired, I think that is that that's definitely uh, a plus for the Knicks because I brought it up with Joe that, you know, we have Detroit's pick and that won't be a pick swap if they're gonna try to make a playoff push. Mm, you're right. That's a good point. I forgot about that. You're right. Yeah, so hope you have a good one, guys. All right, Jose. Thanks for checking in. Uh, Knicks have so many draft picks swept, swaps with different it, people. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough to keep, to keep track. track of it. It's tough <laughs> to know. keep track of it. And, Dallas, and look, we Detroit. might not have to. Uh, th- right. There's at least a chance that they package up all those picks at some point here. You're not going to yes. use all of them, that's for sure. No, no. you can't. No, you can't keep them. No. Nope. <laughs> you can't do it. Uh, Gordon, Lonnie from Harlem is here. Uh huh. And he's he's joining us here on the. Did I get something wrong about the tailgate tomorrow? No, well, he should shouldn't he be in bed by now? No, he got no, an early no, no, morning no, tomorrow. No, no, no. Six o'clock no, no. rolls listen, around fast. Listen, listen, listen. It does roll around fast. I will be there regardless. Big shout out to my family, the company. What's up, y'all? If y'all even up listening, which I'm sure nobody is. But first of all, Uncle G just wanted to call and say what's up to you, our Yankees, and you know, judging the boys is rolling right now. Yes. Hopefully, they can keep that up. Mm-hmm. Um, He's like a better version of Pete Alonso. Yes, the the man who swears he's built to last, but you know it is what it is. Uh, and Larry, first of mm-hmm. all, I honestly I should have made this call a long time ago. I apologize. I, me personally, want to thank you for being such a a stand up guy because you made me feel like somebody um, at the last TMKS event when you stood up in front of your wife and shook my hand. Like the fact that you stood up out your seat. And like shook my hand because you like recognized who I was. Like to me, that you know, I mean, I got to chop it up with Rick that night. But that honestly made my night. So like, I just want to let you know that I appreciate that. You know, you recognizing me and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I just really wanted to call in and you know say that. And obviously, yes, the DPH on Rothenberg tailgate with the company is going to be tomorrow, uh, six a.m. six to ten, six to ten. I hope everybody who's making it comes out. And uh, it would have been nice if you two guys could have made it too, but I'm sure you guys got to work and stuff like that. But if you could pop in and say hello, you know, you already know we're there and uh, you're always welcome. And uh, like I said, Uncle G and Larry, thank you for everything you guys do as as always. All right, Lonnie. Listen, thanks for checking in. Thanks for the kind words, my friend. Uh, Don't think we're going to make it tomorrow, but you guys have a great time. and You enjoy it. Bring home a win. That's the main thing, Lonnie. Bring home a win. Have fun with breakfast. And Dave and, and, and Rick, have fun at breakfast. Mm-hmm. Santiago, all the crew. But bring home a win. I need a win. I need a sweep. Yeah, you need a sweep at the finish. Come on, we got to start uh, getting things uh, squared away here. You got your, your one of your two aces on the mound who are making $500 million a season. Let's go out there and beat the Phillies. Come on, get it done. But they're not making as much as Monty Williams. No, Monty's, <laughs> Mon- if Monty made a couple more, he might be starting for the Mets. You're right. <laughs> Steve Cohen says, I can beat that deal. <laughs> Buddha's in the Bronx. What's up, Buddha? <laughs> wow, I got my young bro Lonnie to call. <laughs> this is my guy from Harlem, Lonnie. Oh, man, I wish you get my man Josh B to call in. <laughs> he said he's too scared to call. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You know, listen, man. 
you know, happy birthday, man, to Joe Willie, man. When I saw him, yeah. his name pop up, you know, now, nah, but listen, you know how it is, man. When I saw Namath on that PTI, I was concerned because <laughs> yeah. I hadn't seen the news all day. I was like, oh, no, don't give me yeah. that news. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. as a Jets fan, let's be honest, besides him, he's the only one that ever got it done. Yep. But the Jets have really, in my lifetime, only had two quarterbacks who were really Super Bowl worthy. I mean, people make fun of Ken O'Brien and all that, but Ken O'Brien was a good player. I mean, Joe Walton was kind of the issue for why we didn't win in certain situations. I mean, he didn't have the team, you know, fully prepared. I mean, Richard Todd, God, is there any interception that he, he that he hasn't been willing to throw? You know, especially and against Miami, right, Gordon? Mm, yes, um, <laughs> I remember them well. Please, and then Vinny Testaverde was capable. Yeah. But when that wind started blowing in that second half of that game, Elway's yeah, passes was, was cutting through that joint, and Vinny's passes was floating. You know, uh, we yeah. was up 10-9 the same way we was up 10-9 against the Steelers. Ain't that something? Mm-hmm. But, you That's know, right. listen, um, you guys, let's talk a little hoops. Okay. Uh, first of all, you, you, you talk about the wild card uh, as, as a player, and you brought up Bruce Brown. For me, for the Denver Nuggets, the wild card is Michael Porter Jr. Mm. I mean, I'm gonna tell you something honestly, man. I didn't even realize he was six foot ten. I thought he was like six foot seven, six foot eight. Yo, know, he has in terms of being a three player, he has everything you're looking for. Yep. The length, the athleticism, you know, aside from his back being uh, you know, a year to year thing. Uh you guys wish RJ Barrett could shoot the way he shoots. Mm-hmm. But the only thing I'll say with him is when he puts the ball in the deck and becomes a multi-diverse offensive player, uh, the Denver Nuggets are very tough to beat. Obviously, Murray is a beast and and Jokic, but, you know, sometimes he settles for the three, you know, and stays perimeter a little too much for for, for my liking. But there's another basketball point I got to talk about, and I had to get the pleasantries away, and I love you guys to death. But, I mean, I don't know what you guys were on last night. Was it Kush, uh, Sour Diesel? Uh, you know, purple haze. I don't. I have no idea what it was. A guy called in and said, "You know, Phoenix should trade Devin Booker for Jalen Brown." And not only did y'all not shut his mic off, y'all started talking about, "Yeah, that's the best trade I've heard ever." No, that's not what we said. We said you of the said trades that people bring up, on. that one was not terrible. Buddha, do you listen terrible? to what some people flo- people want to trade Julius Randle for Nikola Jokic? I mean, you know, the trades that we hear, that was at least a top 20 player for a player who's better. No, 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 no. You know what? I'm sorry, and I love you to death, like I said, but I can't let you get away with that. Did you tell me one thing that Jalen Brown does not better than Devin Booker or equal. Let's look at, first of all, let's look at competitive fire aggressiveness and 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 um and, and willing to fight there's no co- comparison between him and Devin Booker in that category let's talk about long range shooting there's no comparison between him and Devin Booker in that athleticism you might have a slight push but then again when I watch Devin Booker when he needs to take the ball to the basket he does that and he does it with aggression but besides that listen as much as I love Durant, and as much as I know you respect Durant's game, you saw in this playoffs, no matter and this year period, 
Durant is always an ankle tweak away, something away from him not being available for such and such a game. Booker is always available. He is the cornerstone of the Phoenix Suns now that Chris Paul has, has retired or, or is still playing but should be retired. And multiple positions he can play. He can play the two guard and he can play the one. Why in the hell would I trade him for some guy who can't dribble the ball without getting stripped who looked like, you know, uh, what, like baby Huey in, in, in that fourth quarter of that game. This, just stop it. That is disrespectful. That is disrespectful and not appreciative of the player that Devin Booker is. There's no way in the Again, world. Again, I don't think that either of us Jaylen said Brown. that they were equal players, but when callers bring up trade proposals, they're generally preposterous and you laugh them off the air. A, a package of Jalen Brown going to Phoenix for Devin Booker. It's not it's not as outlandish as the the trades that generally get brought up. I don't think anybody, I know I don't think that Jalen Brown is as good as Devin Booker. No, not even close. But could I see, you know, the Celtics have to break things up and they package Brown with something else. Could I see Phoenix deciding to shake things up? I guess it it was not laughable. I think the only thing I said about that trade was of all the trades that get brought up on the air, it was not laughable. Right. That's what you said. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't Based terrible. on those parameters. Based Do I expect it to happen? No, no, of course not. No. He, we didn't say, well, you know what? Hey, you know what? That could happen. With the, yeah, Portland let's make that happen. Yeah, the Celtics. Yeah, the Suns should do it. Yeah, no. We did not no. say that. And, Buddha, you know, we, don't, we very rarely shut people down. We let people have their conversation and have their right. thoughts and, and say what they have to say. We very rarely shut people down like that. So, you know, you have to be really bad for us to shut you down. Yeah. I mean, like really bad. And, and again, I would just point out some of the trade proposals that get brought up. Yes. Where, where Especially ones say, involving the Knicks. Where we have to always say, hold on. If you were the other team, would you make that deal? And you always say no. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> we're, we're two weeks away from Evan Fournier being packaged for NBA superstars. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. No, we're a week away. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. We're hey, hey look, we still got 45 minutes tonight. You never know. Exactly. You never know what's, what's in store for us. And we'll continue that conversation next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, we got some phone calls we're going to go to in a yeah, second. I got a question for you, though. Now, no. you, you, do you like traveling, Larry? Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right. Now, when you travel, do you like to uh, experience the delicacies of the area? Uh, sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. Now, the Yankees are in Seattle tonight, obviously. Mm. They're playing the Mariners right now, still scoreless. Yes. One of the big hits at, I don't know if they still call it Safeco or not, but is fried crickets, Larry. You mean like the kind Peter Rosenberg ate a couple of years ago when he lost yeah. the, the bet to yeah. uh, in, in the football pool? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're toasted and served in four-ounce cups with savory chili lime salt seasoning. Huh. Now, would you, uh, if you're in, you take a trip with your lovely wife, Jeanette, to Seattle, you're taking in a ball game, and you say, you know what? Give me some of those crickets. Oh. Oh. Uh, no. You would not try them. Not happening. I guess it would, for me, I think it would depend on the price. 
I would probably try the. Now, I would not eat all of them. Mm hmm. But I'm adventurous that way. I think I might oh, try yeah. one. I can't imagine that. Like, what? What are the other options that you're resigned to eating? Bugs. <laughs> yeah, I know. They don't have hot dogs today. There's no hot dogs. We're out. There's no more popcorn. <laughs> We're out. We don't have popcorn in the ball. We're, We're, We're just eating bugs. And then you know what's going to happen? You're going to get one of those like uh, antenna in your teeth. You're going to have that thing sticking oh, out there. Exactly. That's not good. That's not good. I like how they're like, well, but it comes with chili, lime, salt seasoning. Yeah, I sure. think I'm going to need a little bit more than that. And uh, there'll be no uh, intimacy or cuddling. No, I would not think so. I would you not know, think so. It's going to take more than a good brushing. There's going to be some flossing. You're going to yes. have to get the water pick out and, and, and really break it down. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw Jeff Nelson eating them as if, uh, you know, it's the Last Supper. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, it is. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. If somebody had one, I would, I would, you know, bite into. I feel like the texture would be hard for me to get past. Mm -hmm. in, in this, in this situation, Larry's like Michael K. Not going there. No, yeah, not not doing that. Not doing that one. Not doing that one. I mean, Michael won't eat actual food. I mean, that's yeah. So you know, he's not eating. He's not eating bugs. <laughs> Hey, do you want? Hey, do you want me to get you some bugs? No, I think I'm good. <laughs> no, I'm bugs. real good. We're eating bugs at the ball game. If it's now. out of the sea, it's not for me. Well, what if it's out from the wall? <laughs> just crawled in from outside. Yeah, let's eat these. At least they're fresh. Yeah, I guess yeah, it just yeah. shows you you could deep fry anything and people will eat it. Yeah, how about that? Wow, how much? That would be. That's a good question, though, Gordon. How much? How much for? Uh, uh, and how? And what size? And, and you know, small, medium, large. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I saw Jeff Nelson eating them. They they were actually much smaller than I expected. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I was thinking it was like grasshoppers. I thought that exactly. they were like like yeah. cicadas. You know, like mm -hmm. those bugs mm -hmm. that come up and make the noise. Yep. I thought it was like that, but they seemed quite small. Again, I feel like I can get the same food texture from a, a, a thing of popcorn yes. like you could charge me twice for the popcorn and i would buy the popcorn absolutely over the over the crickets absolutely i'm, I'm good i they feel do. like a kentucky fried idiot yeah no I'm, I'm not doing that no i'm good so is mark he's in newark mark what's happening on 987 espn oh my god <laughs> oh my god did i just hear that yes you did yeah. Uh, you know what, Gordon? You know that, that, that segment you have where you with the three things that one of them. What I learned on TikTok. Yeah. yeah that. <laughs> Did you get that from there? No, I got it from the ball game tonight. It's, it, they've actually been doing it for a while out there, and they have not. It doesn't seem like they're hurting for customers. No. Oh my God. They're still selling them. Okay. Somebody mm -hmm. must be buying them. Yeah. Man, you threw, you threw me for a big one. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's why you guys have the best show. <laughs> um, um, Got to talk about the Mets uh, after mm -hmm. I get past the lime juice, the crickets, roaches, whatever they are, things. Um, so, the heck of a game with the boys tonight. Mark Canna, wow, wow. I, he looked like he was uh, Mark Canna from last year. Mm -hmm. And I like what he said that, you know, he just wants to stay in the swing that he he always says that. So I want him to keep doing that. Just, just stay in your swing and be patient and those things that make him who he is. Uh, I was impressed. Uh, very, very impressed with him. Um, as far as uh, the overall uh, psyche thing, like 
this is the part where the Mets get back into that, get the series, get the first game, put all the pressure on them for the second game, get the series. If we mm-hmm. get the last one, great. If not, get the next series. So this this stretch we got coming up, fellas, uh, Toronto and then the Braves. So it was that three, three tonight, then four, then three. So so, so this is a, this is a long tough stretch and. Uh, uh, man, if the boys come out on this one, taking all of those series, uh, wow, wow. Um, so that's where I'm focused. That that's kind of all I got. All right, Mark. Thanks for the phone call. I'm with you. Listen, this that's why you need the sweep here because your your competition is going to get uh, you know exponentially tougher, and that's what you 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 need to you need to beat teams that you are better than. And this team, although they're playing two games above 500, is a better team than two games above 500. And they need to act like it, Gordon. And you have an opportunity now to, while the Phillies are struggling, because you know they can turn it around. You saw what they did last year. They started out slow like this. And then they got hot. Now, I don't think it will happen this year because they got a bunch of injuries and the pitching staff is not great. But nevertheless, you're better than they are right now. Beat them. And you, and listen, against Toronto, Gordon, they're struggling right now. This is the if you gotta face them, this is the time to face them while they're trying to figure out how they can get things going. I mean, they're they've been a disappointment in the AL East. I mean, they're it's May and they are having, you know, closed door meetings already. I you know, that's that's not what you that's not what you expect from a from a Blue Jays team. No, absolutely. And uh, the Phillies, are that's the same thing for them. Uh, they have been a major disappointment folks so far. They look absolutely Dead and um, they're what? Let me see. Forty-three, a negative run differential of uh, minus forty-three. So that's a team that is. Uh, it's not a fluke that you're five games under five hundred when that's the no. case. And they're they're only a game and a half uh, in front of the Nationals, and the Nationals are not even trying. That's right. You're right. They aren't. They aren't as as they continue to show. <laughs> they continue to show. They are not even trying. Yeah. We'll continue the conversation after we go to the ballpark. We'll do that next on 98.7 ESPN. We're eating bugs at the ballgame. If it's now. out of the sea, it's not for me. Well, that, what if it's out from the wall? This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. For those of you on hold, hang with us. We'll get to your calls before we say goodnight to you at the top of the hour when we turn things over to Freddie and Fitzsimmons. But right now, it's time to go to the ballpark. We try to do it every show on ESPN New York tonight. And we begin at City Field as the Mets were trying to win their second consecutive game against the Philadelphia Phillies. They had Carlos Carrasco on the mound. And uh, Mark Connor was the hitting star. A two-run home run in the third off Aaron Nola. Then two more RBIs for... Canna, who had four, so he totaled all the runs for the Mets tonight. And after the game, he talked about how he's feeling at the plate. Feeling pretty good. Just trying to see pitches, make good decisions, and, you know, stick with my approach and not try to change too much. Thank you, SNY. Also, Marcana on his four-run night. You work and you work and you work, and I feel like a lot of games throughout the course of a season are kind of like okay games and a little bit good, a little bit bad, sometimes bad, sometimes, but then those really good ones, you know, it happens once in a while, and you're like, all right, that's why you put in the work, and and it happens once in a while, and, and it feels great. Kind of hitting 242 after the game, Gordon. He's been struggling. He's not really played well. He's been struggling at the bat. The Mets really need some offense from him to help lengthen that lineup. 
Yeah, no question. Uh, that's been the one. It seems like it's a pretty clear step forward for the Mets in terms of the kids. But, you know, Canna to me is not in the same realm as Vogelback. Vogelback is definitely a bat off the bench. Tommy Pham is definitely a bat off the bench. Canna should be able to give you a little something, especially considering the contract you signed him to. That's right. Carlos Carrasco got the win tonight. He was your starter. Six innings, six hits, a run, four Ks. 82 pitches, 52 for strikes. So this is his second consecutive really good outing. And he was asked about his fastball. How good was it tonight? Yes, it was the best. Even the first pitch when I look up and it's 95, I say, okay. It's, I didn't feel that way. I got it. It made it completely different so I can use my another pitch. Change was unbelievable today. I got it for a strikeout. I got it for a ground ball to get an uh, almost double play. Curveball was playing really good. Slider kind of a little bit away out of the home, uh, home play, but I got my changes. So I'm glad that I have four more pitches that I can play with. So, Carlos, how great have you felt about your last two outings? You know what? It's been it's been great. My last two star, let's say my first two star was okay. Um, my last two really good. Like I said before, um, I continue to work in myself every day to get better, and that's why I have those uh, results in the, those last two games, man. So Carlos, you know you're starting to come around. We're starting to see the top of the rotation get better with Scherzer and Verlander. It's nice to see the rotation stringing together some quality starts. Yes. I think it's really good, so we can see we can see that. I can see that what Singa did yesterday, and I just put my okay. Let me go out there and do the same. Pretty much, that's what I want to do. And uh, Max is just gonna go out there and put some some good number in there too. So, all right, that's Carlos Carrasco and Gordon. As I mentioned, especially the tail end of that rotation, waiting for Quintana, McGill, Peterson, been struggling. They really need Cookie Carrasco to get some wins together. And also get some length, and that's been the best part. Not only has he been better, but he's gone at least six innings. Yeah, that's been a, a rare feat for Met pitchers so far this year. It has not happened a whole lot, so now you've gotten them back-to-back uh, -back and belly-to-belly, -belly, and hopefully that <laughs> signs, uh, shows you some good signs heading into Scherzer tomorrow. They're undefeated this season when the starters have gone at least six innings. I think they're 15-0. and 0. So, Buck Walter, what have you seen from Carlos Carrasco the past two starts? You can tell his arms moving freer, his tempo's better. You know, when you're not when you're out there not carrying a feel and your arm feels good, there's just uneasiness about your outing. Yep, there's no doubt about that. And he's listen, Gordon, he's confident right now because he's seeing some positive things happen. The ball's going over the plate. Uh he's making he's keeping some guys off balance. And they're not killing him. He's not giving up the home run ball. So as long as he can as a starter. As long as you can get into the game, keep your pitch count down, and give me some length, I, I got a shot with my bullpen. Now, look, I, as I told you, I'm, you know, circle of trust. Adovino, eh, he's he pitched well tonight, past two nights. Yeah, he's a little shaky for me. Um, you know, Robertson has been all I could ask for. He's, he's, he's been more than I need. Oh, absolutely. I mean, think about the, 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 the panic that set in when the, we got the Edwin Diaz news. The Mets' bullpen has lost a, a major weapon, the best closer in the sport, and David Robertson has stepped in there. I don't, I don't remember him blowing any big saves so far this year. No. His ERA is under two; it's under a run and a half. So he is not uh, that he has picked up right where you would hope that he would when you when you got the news about Edwin Diaz. Hey, Buck Showalter, with the lot, the offense up and down, mostly struggling. How good is it to get the pitching you've got lately? 
You know, when you can make leads hold up and, and give the, the pitchers some margin of error, there's a lot better tempo to the games. I think the guys aren't looking for the perfect pitch to throw, perfect sequence, and they're just trusting themselves and getting after it. But we know how quickly it can turn in one day. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. So hopefully in front of Rick DiPietro, the company, Dave Rothenberg, the producers, everybody tomorrow, the Mets will continue and sweep away the Philadelphia Phillies in an afternoon game behind Scherzer on the mound. Scherzer against the former Met Walker. Meanwhile, in Seattle, Mariners and Yankees battling it out. No score as the Mariners bat in the bottom of the eighth. Clay Holmes has come on to take on the pitching matters. Uh, Gordon Clarksmith, not bad tonight. Five and two-thirds innings, three hits, no runs, seven strikeouts. 84 pitches, 59 for strikes. One of the few times I've seen him where he had control. He he didn't didn't walk people. He mm-hmm. he was around the plate. His pitch count was fabulous. I mean, going into the sixth inning, 84 pitches, that's been a big a big issue for him. This game is fl- if somebody can score a run, this game is flying along. So it we is. might even get an answers with Aaron tonight. <laughs> this game is flying answers so Answers with Aaron. And how you know, when you talk about the Yankee bullpen, you talk about King or Luizaga or Clay Holmes. How good has Wandy Peralta been? Unbelievable. Since the Yankees got him. The Yankees just have a knack. For all the criticism we can have of Brian Cashman, and a lot of it is justified, they are able to find arms in the bullpen, and Wandy Peralta has been an absolute godsend since they got him. Two innings tonight, only gave up a hit, three strikeouts. And he's efficient, 22 pitches, 15 for strikes. He's always around the plate, Gordon. He did a nice job. And so now you turn it over to your closer, Clay Holmes, see if he can get a nice four-out save. And hopefully the the Yankees will get a run in the uh, top of the uh, ninth inning and send this one home. One of the folks who has been really hot for the Yankees, like last night, IKF. Mm -hmm. And before the game, he talked about, you know, seeing – results from the hard work that he's been doing between games yeah this is i feel like this is what i can do this is kind of what i expected to do you know i worked my butt off to make adjustments and i felt like i ran away from them early and our hitting coaches really helped me stick with uh, the changes i've made there's been times where i wanted to shy away from it and go back to hitting ground balls up the middle or you know just slapping the ball around but um you know they've been keying in on me and you know telling me to stick with it and it's starting to finally pay off 0 for 3 tonight, Gordon, but he's been playing very well in the field and at the bat. You have to like his attitude because the way things went last year, a lot of guys would have kind of wanted out of here and complained and remember the, the comments about uh, from Aaron Hicks earlier this year. What's my role on the team? Mm. For whatever criticisms you can have of IKF, he's never complained. He's adapted. He's tried to do whatever he can. He's playing the outfield in the major leagues when he's not an outfielder just to get some playing time to help the team out. So um, I don't think that this offensive uh, resurgence is going to last, but take it while we can. And he's going to get some time in center field. One of the different people who will have to fill in mm-hmm. while Harrison Bader's out and Aaron Boone was asked, well, how are you going to handle it? Yeah, it just makes a match. You know, Greg was obviously out there. You know, I might run Izzy out there a little bit. Obviously, I can put Judge over there. So we'll just kind of, depending on, you know, who we're facing, what's available to us, who's pitching for us, those kind of things. We'll just kind of piece it together. And again, I don't I don't think it'll be a real long thing for, for Harrison. All right, and Gordon, we move Is to Izzy Kiner Falefa? I've never yeah, heard him use Izzy, Izzy before. That's it. Wow. Well, he didn't have four hits before. 
Right. <laughs> you get a new nickname. That's it. It's like when you when you order the ten sandwiches at the place and they punch the card, you get that tenth one free. You get That's a new it. nickname with the Yankees if you go if you get four hits. That's it, and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> rightfully so. Yankees and Mariners in the ninth. Yankees trying to continue their winning ways against uh, Seattle right now. We'll keep you updated on what happens before we leave you tonight. When we return, we'll talk to you on the phones at ninety-eight seven ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. 1-800-919-3776. Lee is in Manhattan. Lee, what's cooking, my friend? Gentlemen, I'll try to get my points in as quick as I can because I know we're short on time. My spin, my spin on the NBA Finals. Whoever wins this Finals actually could shake up their NFL teams, Okay the Dolphins and the Broncos, because, hey, they starving too. But as far as who wins the finals, I'm looking at Denver in six, but being that Miami is not well-rested, they're still a little bit banged up, you know, as far as the ankles with Butler, you still got a problem with Vincent. You don't know which Tyler Hero you're going to get, but they've got experience on their bench as far as playoff experience. You know, however Spolstra chooses to use Kyle Lowry, which he uses a lot, you still got Kevin Love sitting on the bench. So mm-hmm. it's gonna be it's gonna be a good series, hopefully. But I'm looking for Denver to get there first. And let us hope that it's not a bug that's the deciding factor in this NBA finals, gentlemen. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, my friend. I hear what you're saying. Uh, I agree. I think it's that's what you're going to see here. Is you're going to see, um, you know, some uh, you're going to see Denver do what they need to do and handle their business, Gordon. You know, not to go back to the cricket conversation, Larry, but I did think during the break, like if you're the person who's responsible for the food prep, yes, and say some uh, cockroaches get into the food, yes. And you don't realize it while you're doing the, the food prep, but then you, you deep fry it and uh, everything's all deep fried and crunchy and everything. Mm-hmm. Are you forced to throw that out? Or is that like when you go to the fast food place and you order French fries and, and one of the onion rings gets in there? You know, mm-hmm. you ever have like that, yeah. mit, that, that yes. surprise onion ring? Yes. Is that like the surprise onion ring if you get a, a cockroach with the, uh, with the crickets? That would be a heck of a surprise. <laughs> well, that doesn't look like a cricket. It's uh, a little bigger and thicker. Yeah, yeah. Still deep fried though. I'll throw yeah. it down. No, uh-uh. no. Give me a whole new. <laughs> give me a whole new plate. I want a whole new plate. You give know what? Else. If that's what happens, you'd get what you deserve. You you should be forced <laughs> to eat the the cockroach. If you're ordering crickets, cockroach is not that far off. That's you, right. you can make the argument the onion ring is yeah. a lot further away from the French fry than the cockroach is to the cricket. Can you imagine first date? Mm. You go to the ballpark. Mm-hmm. What, what, do you, what do you want to have? And your date says, uh, give, me, give me all the crickets. Yeah. You know what? I'm just going to run to the bathroom. I'll be right back. <laughs> and that is the last you ever see. That could see be a deal breaker. <laughs> all of a sudden, there's a guy running on the field over the center field wall. <laughs> No, nah, I think I'm good. No, nah, you could you could kill that music. That music is no, not no, that, that is not the right music. <laughs> no, it's more like bum bum.
<laughs> James Bond like. music. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yeah, that's yeah, definitely that's more like music. It. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Richard's in Manhattan. Hey, Richard. Hey, fellas. Blake Griffin and Kevin Love we saw yes. in the series. Who was the better player? Are either of them Hall of Famers? Um... I don't think either of them are Hall of Famers, Richard. I would yield. I would lean towards uh, Kevin Love because of his ability to hit threes. I think he was a better outside shooter than uh, Griffin was. Griffin, you know, more more athletic. Um, you especially know, in his earlier years. Especially in his early years, jumping over cars and stuff at the All Star sure. game. And Tell stuff us, like look, that. this is a great finals. It's so intriguing the storylines. Let me just run it fast. I've been watching 60 years NBA Finals. This team, Miami, is one of three to get there unheralded. Of course, the 99 Knicks and the 76 Phoenix Suns. But Phoenix and the Knicks didn't get the job done. They lost in the finals. If Miami wins this, this will be the most unbelievable thing to the NBA. Before this uh, NBA Finals, uh, before the NBA playoffs started, nobody ever thought of Jimmy Butler as a superstar. So he is a borderline superstar. But it'll prove that you don't need two superstars on a team to win an NBA title. So I'm rooting like hell for Miami because I just want to see something like this happen. Now, with Denver, you have a team never got to the NBA Finals at all in the, in the 43 years they've been in the uh, – uh, 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 NBA, and no, it's 47 years, 47 years in the NBA, and I don't think they ever got into the NBA, uh, to the ABA finals. Mm. I know they didn't win a championship in the ABA in the 10 years. So that's another intriguing question. Uh, it, it, it's a great storyline, both teams. I mean, this goes back to the mid-70s in the NBA, where you had one year Portland and one year Golden State, one year the Bullets, one year the Seattle Supersonics. Then when Magic and Bird came on, you went back to, the, you know, Boston and L.A. winning. So I love it. I love to see different teams. I don't know why the networks think everyone wants to see Boston and L.A. tired of those teams. I want to see new teams. And Miami, oh. What a storyline. An eight-seeded team. Who Before the season, who in the right mind? You know, you talk about the NCAA tournament. Who in their right mind would have had Miami and Denver in the finals? Right, fellas? Who? Nobody. Impossible. Probably not, Richard. Probably not. Thanks for the phone well, I mean, probably he got to the, the of, conference finals a year ago. Yeah, probably been more of Milwaukee and, and Denver or something of that nature. But listen, I'm not trying to take anything away from Miami. Okay, not, it's been a great run for them. But they're not really an eight seed. No. You know what I'm saying? They're not really. It's just like What's the What's surprising Knicks. about the Heat is that they were so bad during the regular yes. season. Exactly. Well, injuries and stuff. And then mm-hmm. they just they just weren't playing well. But, uh, you know, and they gave Jimmy Butler some, you know, some, some, some nights off. And, you know, he was struggling. And they were trying to keep him as healthy as possible. But they're, they're like the Knicks in 99. The Knicks were not an eight seed in 99. Mm-hmm. They just had, they had a bad season. And they, you know, pulled things together in the second half in the strike-shortened season, and they right. went on a run. So, I mean, remember, this, this they they almost went to the finals last year, Miami. They lost to Boston right. in the seventh game. Seventh game, yeah. I mean, the surprising thing about Miami was that they were just so bad. We kept waiting for them to wake up. Even during yes. the regular season, we're saying, well, you know, at some point, the Knicks are going to have to worry about Miami. They're going to jump mm-hmm. up. But, but it just never happened. You know, the Kevin Love and, and, and Blake Griffin thing, 
I don't look at either of those guys and say Hall of Famer, but it does mm-hmm. feel like just about everybody gets into the, the Basketball Hall of Fame. So I would not be surprised if either of them do- gets in. Yeah, I, I for me, uh, yeah, they're not. Uh, to me, I, I always feel the, the the Basketball Hall of Fame is much more of, they look at it as a museum where it's about contributors to the game and they mm-hmm. want to have a big hall as opposed to what used to be the Baseball Hall of Fame where it was a very select company. It was like a... It was it was it was a much tougher judge to get in there. So yes. I, I would not be surprised if Kevin Love or Blake Griffin ended up there. Yeah, I hear you. I wouldn't either. But I, it wouldn't get my not, vote. Right? No, no. <laughs> you hear it vote. and you have to say mm, that's a no. Uh, no, that's, that's the way no. I look at it. Yeah, that's a no. Uh, so Gordon, we're headed to uh, you know fun baseball time now. We're going to the tenth inning. You know oh. what that means. A little ghost runner. That's it. Oh, a little that, ghost action. I can't wait for it. I love it so much. It might be the only way the Yankees score tonight. So let's get let's get let's do it. And Seattle took your advice. They did not pitch the judge. No, you can't. You can't even even putting the the go ahead run in a tie scoreless game. Mm-hmm. You can't let that guy beat you. I don't no, know you why can't. they pitched him any other time either. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Willie Calhoun's hitting behind him. What are you doing? Look. Don't 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 short don't don't pick on Willie Calhoun. He's uh, been big. Yep, the Yankeeography is in the works, Larry. <laughs> but you've got you got some guys coming back, right? Donaldson yep. could be back this weekend. Yep. Stan yeah. could be back this Stanton weekend. Could be back soon. I don't think so you, know you think means? they'll have him fly all the way out to L.A. and then fly all the way back with the way that they treat injuries. I find that hard to believe. Well, you know they need him, and L.A. You know. Listen. He does love, yeah, he's an L.A. guy. So. He loves L.A. Mm-hmm. And maybe we can, yeah, listen. If can we convince at, Donaldson to love L.A. and then maybe we can leave him there? Well, listen, you, if, if they both play well, you could play let's make a deal at the trade deadline. Maybe. I don't know if anybody's no. taking that one off our hands. I hear you. I hear you. All right, my friend. Now, tomorrow night we will step aside so everybody can hear game one of the NBA Finals between the Heat and the Denver Nuggets. So we will be back in action this weekend. So other than TikToking, what have you got cooking for Saturday? You know what? Friend? I am actually off this weekend. My what? son is competing in a javelin event. He's wow. A, he's a master javelin thrower. So no kidding. Uh, we, will be, uh, we will be heading to that. And my daughter's in a play, which kind of works out. So we'll be running around a lot this weekend. Oh. So, um, you know, he keeps getting to the next stage and the next stage because he's doing so well. So I was forced to, uh, you know, I don't want to miss that. Wow, well, I do great. want to, I don't want it to hit me. You know what I'm saying? I don't want it to, <laughs> I do want to miss it, but I want to be able to see it. So you want to watch I will not him be on this weekend. All right. Well, that's great. Well, best of luck to him and your daughter in, in their javelin and acting debuts. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, I'll just be on the air Sunday. All right. I'll be listening, Larry. <laughs> you have a great weekend. We'll talk on Monday. All right. Sounds good. That wraps up this edition of ESPN New York tonight. We thank you for joining us. Harvey, Joe, thank you very much. Up next, conversation continues. They'll keep you updated on the Yankees and what's going on with Monty Williams, the newest millionaire in the NBA on Freddie and Fitz on 98.7 ESPN.